0: I mean, the thing is, like, we we go through this thought process before we start recording. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, What order are we doing the Hodgepodge in? Yeah. Ryan's like, I, I
1: just, well, well, I whatever, Whatever's on the dock. Do whatever's like on this. the dock. Just whatever. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I'm first on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm bad at podcasting, you guys. October 23rd, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. I'm Yannick. And I'm Davis. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hi, guys. (laughs)
2: Look at you, hard worker. Look
1: at you, hard worker. (laughs) We're going to keep the energy high on the show today because we've got a special guest. You know him from a few episodes ago. Get on here. How you doing? It's Carl
3: Car Alarm. I was gonna say if you no, get out of here. What? Get out of here. Hold on, here. No I don't know Carl Car Alarm. Carl Car Alarm here, man. I'm here to talk to y'all about the 2016 presidential election. And <laughs> nope.
2: Nope. Nope. We're not doing this. Nope. No, Sorry. we got. No. Nope. I come back later. Hey
3: man, it's, man. Not, to Carl- it's not the right Carl-Alarm. show. I don't it's know not him. The right yet. Show. This is get, the exact right show. I want to talk about Carl. Biller Billary Hilton and Duncan Trunk, and how <laughs> they are moving around, man. I, I think both of them, if if they came down where I'm from, they came down there. We just set them on fire. <laughs> That's what we do. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> Carl, that's that's he um, took a
2: weird accent all of a sudden like that's the violent, accent at the dude. end was not the accent at the beginning.
3: Uh, we, hey, man. I, I'm from all over. I travel <laughs> all
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're from all over, right? <laughs> That's that's weird, man. So, uh Carl, uh, I I think we're this isn't really a political show. So, we're we're really kind of here to talk about video games.
3: Are you all play pong? <laughs> Any y'all, of y'all play Asteroids?
0: Y'all
2: play what? Play Paul?
3: Pong? man. P-O-N-G. pong, pong. I did
2: play Pong. Pong. Okay, so, car, the, so, Carl the, so Carl. the G and the N are very much silent for you. Okay.
3: Yeah, Pong. Pong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're saying it right. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Carl, yeah. Well, um, Carl, I, thanks for coming, but we we really, it's not that type of shit. Maybe show, another time. So. Yeah,
3: totally. Or maybe not. All right, so I'll just, I'll go over here and eat peaches. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I get,
1: <laughs> just go eat peaches.
3: <laughs> all right, well, I'll be, I'll be right here if you need me. Any of y'all need to talk to me, I'll be over here. You just say, Carl, I'll come run, all right?
2: Well, that's magic number, the yeah. magic trick.
3: Yeah,
1: just say Carl. All right, well, thank you, Carl. Oh, boy, beginning a, of a show. What a
2: jerk, just showing up on the on, on the recording. Like
1: I know, that. and you know what? <laughs> we, Unannounced,
4: too.
1: Yeah. He, Unannounced. He came to me, and he was like, you know, can I do this or whatever? And I was like, okay, sure. But he kind of bullied me into it because he, you know, yesterday he was like, I'll "See, I'll see you Saturday, right?" You know. Say no.
3: Maybe. Me over there.
1: Shut up, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peaches. Kind of, yeah. All right, that's enough. We're muting <laughs> his mic. We'll mute his mic. If any of you guys need to talk to Carl during Ooh. the show, you just call him over and we'll, we'll let you know. We'll get him back. Get his on. email. All right. It's enough out of him. All right. Welcome to Pixels <laughs> Weekly. It's a weekly video game podcast to make you smile. Uh, you can listen to every episode of the show for free at pixelsweekly.com and follow us at Pixelscast. And today on the show, we're gonna be talking about the Nintendo Switch Team Secret. Am I saying that right, Sandy?
5: Yes, it's it's English. Team Secret. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Secret, secret. You say secret. (laughs) Say it. Say secret, because we don't want to.
1: We don't want to really, you
2: know, destroy Uh, that name.
1: Yeah, we'll also be talking about uh, VR, uh, Gears of War, Red Dead, and of course, our homework is due, and that'll be the topic of the week. Let's start off the show with what is in the news and in our minds is the hodgepodge. Let's start with
5: some esports news, uh, more specifically controversy within the industry we have Team Secret and Hold they're on, say, more who is Team Secret
0: how do you pronounce it secret
2: <laughs> well, how do you spell
0: C- it question. how do you spell
4: it I hate
2: uh, to be Secret. fair, honestly, in the in the MLG community, I would have not been surprised if it was S-E-K-R-E-T. You yeah,
1: know? or S-3-K-R-3-T. 3-7 or what? something. Secret. Leet. <laughs> um, sorry.
5: So, <laughs> there's this whole big controversy that they weren't playing their players. And I guess this is where the whole names come in. Internal Envy... Was one of the players, and he was like, Hey, where's my money? And they're like, Oh, it's on its way. And he never got paid. So there's this whole like online thread on Reddit Uh, Clement Puppy Ivanov. He's their team captain. And he's like, All those who know me know that I'm a good guy and know that I'm paying my players. So, you know, this is just hearsay. His in game name is Puppy. P U P P E Y. Maybe
1: this oh, is the problem. Guy. They made the checkout to puppy, <laughs> very
5: hard. <laughs> uh, but there's a whole like text messages of like people not getting paid, and one of their players' universe was actually from Team E G. and E for Evil Geniuses. And the reason why he left was because they were disorganized. He wasn't getting paid, and he came from a company. Team EG is owned by Twitch, Twitch is owned by Amazon, so they've got great structure in there, and everyone gets paid in a timely manner, because it's an American team, America, but they weren't getting paid, and that's why he left, that's why Eternal Envy left, and it's just this whole like controversy, he, he said versus he said versus who's telling the truth, and in is- Korea.
0: Oh, sorry. Is Team Secret owned by anyone, like, prominent? I know that recently there were a bunch of, like, NBA team owners and I think other sports that have been purchasing. Esports team, is Team Secret owned by any of those, or are they just still kind of, like, unknown? I think
5: Team Secret is one of those holdouts. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were bought or not.
0: Maybe they should stop
1: holding out. They'd be able to pay their players. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding.
5: Well, the money's there. They're just not writing the checks.
1: Team Secret sounds like One of those like amateur pornography websites Like it's Team <laughs> Secret Like girls get in the car But they don't leave You're like, that? oh, That's very uh, I know <laughs> that I, <laughs> bet, I yeah.
0: bet Ken Bone watches that
1: Ken Bone Oh, oh. no you hey,
3: yeah, about it. the election over
1: there No, <laughs> no I, I muted you Carl Oh
5: my god God Uh, Are they? No, they're not sponsored by anyone. They were like a ragtag team of like Mm -hmm. leftovers. And at this moment, they don't have anyone. So, yeah, that should be interesting. And then Korea, which is like the motherland of esports, five of the KESPA teams. KESPA stands for Korean Esports Association. Oh. It doesn't actually make any sense, but that's what it stands for. Well, it's
1: a nice acronym. For sure. Yeah,
5: Kespa. 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 So, they used to have this thing in StarCraft. It's like
1: the new Ebola. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about Yannick? He got Kespa. He's not going to be on the show.
5: (laughs) (laughs) In Korea, they have this thing. uh, They have GSL, which is their NFL for eSports. And then they have Pro League, which is kind of the minor leagues of eSports. And each Kespa team is actually sponsored, and since the sponsors weren't seeing any money in that, they decided to disband the teams and kind of get rid of them. Wow. So people are thinking it's kind of the beginning of the end for StarCraft 2 in Korea, and maybe that will get the Koreans back into the esports scene worldwide, so they're not as dominant. But people are blaming Blizzard and StarCraft and the way the game kind of played out with WCS, and other people are just going, hey, the money's not there anymore, we just have to see what happens next.
0: So, it's the game specifically that's like having issues with generating a market and therefore generating revenue for these teams? Because what's confusing to me is like I said, there was all this news about like NBA owners buying esports teams, probably because it seems to be a very lucrative business these days. So I'm like a little confused as to how there are teams that are not able to. It seemed like there was an excess of money flowing through that area. And so I'm a little bit surprised that there are teams that aren't able to pay their players.
5: Well, in Korea, it's very different. So mm-hmm. StarCraft 2, the game itself, it's region locked. And region locking means that Korean players can't play American in cancel. the North American tournament and vice versa. Because it's each region has its champion. And then those champions go to like the worldwide event. And that decision was made by Blizzard.
1: Plus the North and Americans would get their butts handed to them.
5: Pretty much. I mean, every tournament, it's the Koreans are always the top players. So people were tired of getting bombarded by the Koreans. It's like, what can we do to kind of even that the playing field? So that means your lower tier players aren't coming out and making as much money. And it doesn't make sense for Korean advertisers to come to North America and go, hey, by the way, we have this really cool mobile service if you're interested. And we're like, what? Like, we don't use that. Get out of here. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. So that's kind of why the KESPA teams disbanded. For them, it's more, what Mike, what kind of money are we generating in Korea, not what are we generating overseas?
0: I'm sure these players will do just fine. Aren't they all still like 14 years old and in school?
5: <laughs> Some of them yeah, but the they the big chain one that retired too,
4: though,
0: dude. I generalized.
5: <laughs> the big one is um CM Polt, and he was kind of our American hope but he's in his early 20s and they all have a responsibility to join the Korean army. He's was one of the best Terran players in the world, but now he's joining the Korean military so
0: Nice. Yeah. Oh. Maybe his uh his StarCraft skills will yeah. translate.
1: You think in the Korean military he could, yeah, he'll he... be jacked up and good to go? <laughs> <laughs> My hodgepodge is really a mini little group discussion. It's not our main topic this week, but uh, after a very long time, the rumors are have been proven to be true, right? Nintendo NX is the Nintendo Switch um with a little kind of y- yin yang logo sort of thing going on and the nintendo switch is uh i don't know if if all of you had the chance to see the trailer i watched it about two hundred thousand times yeah i think i saw um,
0: portions of it i saw like the the picture media of it and then i think i saw some like gifs of like how it all works and stuff yeah which must have been from that
1: well i mean a couple interesting things that a lot of other people have talked about already so i won't go too far into them is In the entire trailer, Nintendo not once shows children playing the console, Mm. which is a very, very different thing. That was the most surprising thing for me. Yeah. It's like all like... And Late I don't want to teens. see that girl
2: coming into rooftop parties with her with her <laughs> console. Like, I don't want that to be a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I like the girl who's, like, playing the Switch in her house, and then her friends are like, hey, come over to the party. And they don't mean come to the party with your Nintendo. <laughs>
4: And she's <laughs> and like, I'm going to make drink, them play. Chill
1: out. Come on. There's sun. There's sun outside. There's also like a picture of a dude like who like goes outside with his dog and then his dog is just sitting there like watching him play it as he sits on a bench. <laughs> 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 it's
2: that like- I kind of relate to. I play with a lot of people that have dogs and it's always a hustle for them to manage both Gaming for a long time and yeah, but having it's not
0: the like they're dog's taking the dog... to
2: satisfy. Yeah, but it's not like they're taking the dog out and like, walking the dog.
0: The dog is just sitting there watching them play video games outside. Right.
1: Yeah, can you really imagine good. the dog being like, dude, we're going outside? This is so amazing. Oh, my God, I love outside. Here we go. Oh, like, my God, no, the park. Honey. I love the park. What are, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 You're like, I'm in, I'm in a dungeon in Breath of the Wild right now. <laughs> Lucky I can't. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so, Lucky you
2: out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah. Just go, run, be free. Um, so the, the essential, essentially, uh, for people that don't know, it's like it, it looks kind of like an iPad Mini. Um, certainly thicker because only Apple can get things as thin as these things get made for some reason. But it looks like to say, an it iPad Mini. Looks more like mini. a Surface to me. Yeah, um, it has a tiny little kickstand so you can kind of stand it up. It has the two sides of it are. Um, fairly standard-looking two joystick, four button controllers with triggers or whatever that slide in and kind of seem like they click in to the sides, and you can hold the whole thing as like a it big tablet. It looked to me, tablet.
0: it looked to me like a larger, like modular evolution of the Wii U controller. That's sort of what I've taken away from
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it does, and certainly way thinner, because I don't know if you yeah. know, but the Wii U controller is about an inch thick. It's yeah. very big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the screen on it is very small, and the screen yeah. on it is decidedly not HD, or at mm-hmm. least doesn't seem to be. Um all of the mock-ups that they were showing and people are saying, Oh, you can play Skyrim on no, it. there's no game, not a single game confirmed other than Zelda for this thing. So don't don't say, Oh, I can play Skyrim, oh I can play NBA 2K. Um they have they have quote unquote partners who've agreed to do something, maybe at some point for the system. <laughs> um, which is just classic Nintendo. Um But one of the one of the games that they showed uh, or fake games that they showed was what seemed to be a mock up of a new 3D Mario game. And I think that, like, a new 3D Mario game is exactly what Nintendo has to have yeah. at launch in March with this system. Because I just don't think I've
0: heard people like rave about a 3D Mario game since what, was a Galaxy,
1: but that was that the was last like... 3D Mario game.
4: <laughs> oh, well, then there you go, that's why.
1: Yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, there was Mario three d world, but that was kind of a different sort of two and a half d co-op sort of game. but uh there's a bunch of open questions. Um, you know, it's certainly not gonna be much more powerful than the Wii U was. Well, I was gonna uh,
0: ask about power. That's one thing I haven't been able to glean from the like brief articles I've been able to skim. Um, like how does it stack up against any other traditional console?
1: well they have they have not released a single spec. For it. god uh, and i would not be surprised if they don't because i mean all you're going to do is be not as good as playstation 4 and xbox one are now forget about the ps4 pro and the scorpio next year so and 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 that's just physics reality and price for something that you literally can take with you and well, get any amount though. of battery so- life
0: so to me, the the um, the sharing of specs is not to put it up against those traditional consoles. The sharing of specs is to say, look, we've got this handheld portable thing and here's how powerful it is compared to like your iPhone, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure they've shared it with their partners, but, you know, I'm sure they're also under tight NDA. Um, yeah. I, I don't actually do imagine. Know is some, that, sorry, go ahead.
5: It's it's uh, the Switch is powered by NVIDIA.
1: Yeah, the hmm. Tegra it's- graphics card.
5: Yeah, so they're like, we've created the special tech for this. And I I think we all know it's not going to be nearly as powerful as any of our other devices. It's just, hey, here are those Mario games. And from the commercial, they were like, oh, look, it's got split screen and Splatoon and Mario Kart. So I think they're going more for that multiplayer fun friendly game that you don't have to overly commit to.
1: Yeah, and two other points about the that experience. Number one, Davis, it does go I I do love some of the things that they did in the trailer, which is when you put the console into the dock so it works on your TV, Mm -hmm. the screen is covered. So they are not they that is a statement saying we're not doing any multi screen stuff. We're not doing any weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're this becomes a home console or a portable console. So I, I like that statement only because I don't need any more weird tricks from Nintendo. Like the this, yeah. this Switch is just about as weird as I could take. What um, is the
0: uh, controller situation when it's hooked up to the TV?
1: <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. So you can take those two controllers that you slide out and they can go into a, uh, it's called the, what is it? The, they're called Joy-Cons joystick Mm. controllers (laughs) it's gonna be
2: the console of accessories
1: yeah totally so you can turn them on their side and get four face buttons and a joystick to play multiplayer two people on a on one uh, switch um on the go or whatever uh obviously it supports more than that or at least it seems it does but they also go into a dock that looks like a traditional controller they're also selling the quote pro controller which looks very very close to an xbox controller
2: yeah um. I, I, I and there's a reason why we are offering this news in the hodgepodge is because it's frustrating, but it's the reality. We don't have much to talk about. Yeah. Um. There's a trailer. There are people playing it, but there's a lot of question remaining for it to be successful. And I think I saw this morning the the stock since it was announced uh, dropping by six percent. People are just a little bit too skeptical, considering probably all we've just mentioned in the last
1: five minutes. Nintendo's really gonna have a console. Let's face it the the Switch has to come out and have a good library of games very quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. why yeah. I tweeted from the first
2: I think- time. I was like, I looked at it and i I don't want to believe the graphics that were shown uh, in the trailer. This is all fake to me. I don't think it's gonna be in game footage. Uh yeah. I I rarely see Nintendo putting real game footage in their trailers or anything they reveal. Um, well the like
1: Splatoon and Mario stuff I'm right. sure they can do. But like right. Sky it looked it looked like they were putting Skyrim remastered in that trailer or some weird up res version of Skyrim and it def like I, I, I'm very skeptical about Yeah, The that thing is though movie. I don't
0: necessarily need to play Skyrim on my like portable ish console. I tell you what, like, yeah. The, so first and foremost, another big thing is I think the price point has to be co- like correct, like not just having like a wide library of games that people yeah. want to play. Yeah, but the price be, point uh, has to be there under three hundred, right? I, yeah, yeah yeah. I think, I think like, we should all say how to much like we we're willing. Two hundred, two fifty. I would like like it to be somewhere around there. But I think sort of what appeals to me just by looking at it is not necessarily a portable console that I take with me when I leave my home, but a portable console with me that a portable console that I can take around with me in my home. And yeah, so like, for instance, like when I go hop in bed, I don't play games there right now because I do not like playing games on my iPhone. I have a huge problem with games where I'm not using a physical button. I don't like Mm -hmm. tap games. And that's why like Super Mario Run isn't like as appealing to me as I don't want to sit there and play a game where I'm just like tapping my phone over and over again. So the concept of a console that can come with me while I'm like getting ready for bed and hanging out in bed and whatnot. Where I have controllers, I have buttons, and I have a screen that is seemingly powered by an NVIDIA graphics technology, which is going to be way more powerful than whatever iPad or iPhone I could possibly have there. So there, there's there's that appeal of it to me. But like you said, Yannick, there's just not enough details there for me to even remotely be able to make a judgment call on, on whether it's yeah. something I'll be interested in.
4: Yeah,
5: I think people are going to say, like, oh, yeah, we don't like it. We're not happy with it. We don't have enough information. They're going to release it with a Mario game, and it's going to sell like hotcakes. Like, I think it's, it's definitely going to go through what the Wii went through. The issue with the Wii U was that they called it the Wii U, and they didn't well, have like a clever enough name for
1: it. But they also, and, the main feature of the Wii U was a second screen gamepad, and they, they themselves never found a way to make a game other than Mario Maker that made that thing feel any good.
5: Yeah, unless like, you're forcing your yeah. developers to do that, it's not. It's not going to happen. But
2: didn't add anything to any experience. Yeah, yeah.
5: Everyone that has a Wii U probably has a 3DS and is probably more than willing to jump on those games if it means I'm only buying one game for both systems. Yes. So I, it's it's going to sell. It's going to do well. Whatever the stock market is saying now, I think it's just a temporary reaction because everyone's like, oh, you know, Nintendo, meh. Yeah. But I think this is a really good opportunity for them to jump into that market that they've been trying to keep a hold of, which is the multiplayer fun, uh, play with your friends, take it with you on the go. Yeah. It's, it's not super cumbersome, and I, I think people are going to end up buying it, and I think people are going to end up buying too.
1: So, two questions before we get out of this hodgepodge. Number one, how much would you pay? (laughs) Uh, We'll start there. Um, For me, this thing has to be, yes, what Yannick said, it has to be under 300 bucks. It has to be under 300 bucks.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm going to say like 250. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would go up to 280 if you really justify the power of the home console. If it really is a good alternative to PS4 and Xbox One, I will go 280, 290, but yeah. So uh,
1: another little detail, I don't know if this shapes your answer at all, but when it is docked, the dock is simply like USB HDMI pass-through. It is not adding any additional power to the tablet.
2: It has like some battery probably integrated to it. Yeah, um, but it's like, yeah, so it connected to the power, power cord yeah, actually. Yeah. Power cord. So the thing is, all I
0: think I I factor that into my two fifty decision because yeah. when I'm thinking about this thing, I'm thinking about it more as a as a portable. If I want to sit down on my couch and play something on my TV, I'll play my PS4. Um, if it but, comes
1: with Mario, do you go to three? Uh,
0: mm, I don't because you don't, don't even know, know but, if you but like but Mario. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, but now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, it's tablet sized and it's got much more powerful graphics probably than any tablet you can get. Like, how much are you paying for your iPad?
1: I actually... Like, well, here's like, the thing. I don't believe that it will be more powerful than an iPad Pro, and I don't think it'll actually even be that much more powerful than a modern iPhone. I just think that those things are not having AAA games developed for them because yeah. there's no controller solution. Like, iPhones and iPads and even, say, the like Google Pixel, these are very powerful mm-hmm. mobile computers, yeah. and... Nintendo's ability to deliver on this is totally unproven, right? Like Nintendo is going for it can be a little faster, a little bit better than Wii U and you can take it with you. Right? Like Wii U ran an HD-ish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it was as close as they came. And now they're like, okay, we just need something that reliably does HD. Here's here's something I'm I'm excited for. To what you said earlier, Sandy, for years, Nintendo's handheld systems have had absolutely shit graphics. Animal Crew, mm-hmm. like, I like a lot of these games. Luigi's Mansion was on uh, 3DS. Animal Crossing, all the Pokemon games. These are all great games, but they've all looked terrible. Now that all of those developers can target an HD system with some actual polygons and, God forbid, anti-aliasing... Yeah. Like, I'm ready for Fire Emblem to look great. I'm ready for 3D Pokemon. This would be, if we got a real 3D Pokemon that you could plug into your home console, that'd be the first time you could play Pokemon on a home console. So I I think this is going to be good news in the end. But right now, a lot of question marks, right?
0: How, how much would you pay, Sandy? Big spender. Lootbox master.
1: Uh,
5: I think it's going to go, it's going to stay at 300 The 3DS sells at 200 and they've always managed to sell the 3ds in their handhelds, and, and the Wii sell U sell that. Nintendo not does now. not sell
1: at a loss, right? But <laughs> they
5: they still support it. I mean, it's it's the one thing that's been consistent within the past several years. Yeah. And the the game still kind of like carry over. Two hundred dollars. We use three hundred dollars. So I think three hundred dollars is like the the safe. But, and it's still affordable for families who want, who want to have a, a console that's not a pro or a Scorpio. But, and it still has those, like, oh, it's got Mario, and I love playing Mario, and Mario Party, I love playing that game, because you don't need any skill to win.
1: And I'd like to point and, out for all of us who have been burned by Nintendo before <laughs> in their jiggly, puffing habits, the <laughs> Wii U... The there there was the basic which had like a four gigabyte hard drive, and the deluxe would had the thirty two gigabyte hard drive. This is a system that came out like three years ago, you guys. It was a four gigabyte hard drive for a thirty two gigabyte hard drive, and yeah, you the deluxe was three hundred and fifty dollars, not you could fit
0: about you could fit about half of Forza Horizon three on there.
1: Right, exactly. That's 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 just the point. You can and only it,
0: drive half the car at a time.
1: Yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact that it uses uh, cartridges or whatever, but that mm-hmm. that may be because, like, how much hard drive space can you really get into a tablet? Like with with still trying to control the cost. Like I, these are these are all big question marks. So that's my hodgepodge. The Nintendo Switch, what I would pay. Now let's not pretend that I'm going to put a number on I'm going to buy this thing when <laughs> whatever. <it> <laughs> <comes>. <laughs> All right, that's that's it for me.
0: Well, you definitely are known to be an early adopter of these things, so I'm not surprised you're going to purchase one because you also did just recently purchase a PlayStation VR for our <coughs> listeners who wow, 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 wow. were listening to us last week. Ryan went full on We le- left, left me space.
1: space. I left it. <laughs>
0: and I was Talking fortunate about enough accessories. And I was fortunate enough to get to roll down to Sunnyvale and leave Meat Space with Ryan. Well, yes. not with Ryan because you can't like co-op leave Meat Space. You have to yes. like – like one person has to sit there and watch the TV while the other person sits I get to on. watch Anyways. you
1: rise above your corporeal being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, for anyone who listened to last week's episode, you'll know that my hodgepodge was generally along the lines of like I don't care about VR – And VR news is annoying to me when it, like, clobbers all the other news that would normally show up in my, you know, video game news cycle. But anyways, uh, I got a chance to experience the PSVR with Ryan, and I had a really pleasant experience. Um, I went into it open-minded. I wanted to kind of see what it was about. It was the first time I had tried to use any of the new VR headsets. Um, Yeah, I, I had an overall enjoyable experience. It is definitely still an early adopter technology. I would have loved to see, and I mentioned this probably a million times to Ryan. I probably talked to Zerov about this, but I would have loved to see a little bit higher resolution, but it sounds like that is the result of the p s v r being on like the lower end of cost and sort of power if you think about what's powering it just being a regular p s four as opposed to like the oculus and the vive, which you told me Ryan are generally higher uh resolution, yeah, the only thing though is like i i can 't justify the, like what would you say seven hundred eight hundred bucks for an Oculus? yeah right? so th- so it's still i think that's just a nature of it being early adopter i i like i said, I'd love to see high resolution, but I just can 't justify spending that money um but no there's a there's a novelty to it uh we played a whole bunch of games, you took me through some sort of like more cinematic experiences. Um, Danger Ball, which was the Pong Danger game that you ball, mentioned last so week. Good, Danger Ball yeah. was fantastic. So basically it's like Pong, except it's like very Tron atmosphere. And you use your head to like move around and, and head the ball back and forth. Yeah, and so that was a lot really of fun. Um, but actually I think like the the best experience I had with it was the last one we did, which was Job Simulator. So above all else, that game is hilarious. It's sort of this like uh, you're in the future And it's sort of like a historical look at what, like, cubicle offices, like a la office space (laughs) used to be like. Yeah. And what I really loved about that one is the only one that had me standing up and seemingly standing inside of, like, a physical space. So unlike, I think you said, the Vive is able to actually create a 3D space that you can walk around in. This was just a standing 3D space where I'm, like, at a cubicle moving around doing stuff that the game is asking me to do. But that was the most immersive experience that I had with it where I got to stand in a single spot and move around and pick things up fill up coffee like you know make copies fax things delete my email and stuff and I, that was like really mm-hmm. enjoyable there's a really cool aspect of like i'm standing up i know i'm standing up my body knows i'm standing up and i'm kind of moving around in this space and doing stuff
1: sandy's laughing that you enjoy <laughs> the, the, the job simulator <laughs> it was, <laughs> humo- it was so it's,
5: immersive it reminds <laughs> me of actually working exactly so uh
0: it's very satirical so it was also like really funny at the same time yeah. but I, I think they ask like
1: you to it, like review employees and all you can do is take their files and stamp them as fired like yeah
0: <laughs> um, but I think you know what th- what that was sort of suggesting to me is I think if they can start to nail down a little bit more of that simulating not just like the visuals but simulating that, that physicality of it um, I can yeah. totally buy into that um, I think a lot of that comes with like developing the controller technology and the haptic feedback you get from that and then like I said the ability to sort of like create a 3D space that I can physically move around in um, but yes, thank you for uh, sharing that with me, Ryan. And uh, you know, my my eyes have been opened. I'm uh, I'm on board to see how it evolves in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. No. Thank you for you played the Super going
2: you I, Hypercube that was supposed to be the best oh, game. Oh, so I
1: want to get Super Hypercube so bad. Oh, also, I discovered since we were last together, Thumper, which you can buy and play without VR. But let me tell you, this game is. A game, man. It's very arcadey, just like uh, uh, Danger Ball or whatever. But it's also rhythm based. R Kelly. Yeah, it's very R Kelly. It's just kind of a stream of yeah. It does stop there. We don't need to go deeper into that analogy. Um, (laughs) But it's just like it's like rhythm boss battles. For I can't even describe it, but the whole thing just plays this really dark, ominous music and shows you really freaky things. So it's like. A scary rhythm, I yeah. I don't even know what it is, but it's like metal well, rhythm. It, yeah. The
0: cool. last thing I will say, and you uh, you mentioned this when we were when we were doing this last week, Ryan. Um, so one of the with the addition, in addition to Job Simulator, the things that I really liked were the more arcadey sort of experiences like Danger Ball and Res Infinite. And you made a, a, a point about you know this is a, a very new technology for a developer, and it seems to be that the games that are going way back in time to like the arcade era and mm-hmm. starting with like really basic game mechanics seem to be the ones that we enjoyed the most. And maybe it's that with this new technology, it's going to take developers time where they sort of do need to like reset the clock and like go back in time and start from square one again to sort of then slowly evolve towards, uh, you know, the more traditional game mechanics we have these days, which are your, your three-dimensional games, your action adventure games, your shooters and that sort of stuff. So, you know, maybe it's a re-evolution.
1: I agree with you. And I can't undersell, like, weird nuances that I didn't even know about VR until I played it with you, which is, like, in Job Simulator, uh, as in real life, Davis is taller than me. (laughs) (laughs) So Davis was like... When it was time to like wake up his computer, he was like, where's the computer? Meanwhile, like me, Shorty, like I can see underneath the desk. I'm like, oh, the computer's there. <laughs> I'll just turn it on. But he just saw all desk. And it, it was because he's taller. He was literally taller in the virtual space, too. Yeah. So um, the cool. fact that that could be different is, you know, it just all speaks to a new way to experience uh, video games.
0: Yeah. And then uh, on that same day, you and I uh, co-opt and completed Gears of War 1 for the first time for me. And uh, that was really awesome. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, excited to to get two and three rolling so I can get onto the four train.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll. our next homework will be shooters, and then you can yeah, just right. play two <laughs> and
0: three. Yeah, although between that and Uncharted, I don't need any more cover shooters.
2: Uh, no kidding. Toot toot! That's the sound Yonk. of the train that you hear in one of those games where you play a western... <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying
5: I
0: literally to have no idea where this is going.
5: I've been using like Coltrane, like from Gears. It's the Coltrane, baby. <laughs>
1: Ooh, this this my kind of sh- um uh, Yes, choo choo. Oh god,
0: that oh the rap at the end <laughs> the of that rap game. At the
1: end of Gears of War. Yeah, we discovered that too.
0: Listeners, go finish Gears of War. I think I think we we confirmed that it's the regular one. It's not even just the remastered version. Yeah, just go finish Gears War One and and listen to the the Coltrane rap at the
2: credits.
1: So Yannick, what about a train? I finished that game. What about a train?
2: Uh, what about <laughs> a uh, what about a badass Western video game? You oh, guys, would you be down for that?
1: Oh, 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 yes, I would.
2: And what if what if Rockstar was doing this game? Oh, oh what if? Can Let's I play tennis in that. it? Can I play <laughs> Um Can I play poker in it? Yes you can. Ooh. Oh, that you already you no, were already able to do it, I think. Ooh. Uh if not, it's gonna be a thing. Or like some of those like old style, old fashioned like I, board I, game I, stuff.
1: Yeah. You're of course talking about
2: Red Dead Redemption Two, Ooh, bo- bo- boom, which is the what, a, what a name
1: they chose, right? Know, like right? it's the third Red Dead game, and yet they're calling it Red Dead. Right, Redemption the first one two. was Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, I never well, played
0: Red Dead Revolver, and I actually only got like halfway through Redemption, so yeah, I should probably finish and that else. before.
2: this In drops. this world, we were playing the Battlefield One. You know, so yeah, get over true. the numbers. Numbers don't, Xbox one. No, numbers
1: don't mean anything. And Xbox One. Numbers don't mean anything all. What did they do with one.
2: Madden? Was it last year that Madden made Like Madden
0: 25 or something? Yeah, because it was oh, 25
1: yeah. years. <laughs> to it's to like
0: abandoned the yeah. numerical. They abandoned their years.
1: What are they going to do Keep in up? the year 2025 with Madden? Oh, Not God. Them.
0: It'll be like with Windows where they just skip a number.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, in 2025, they may be realizing that, yeah. They can just let people download the roster for free and they don't have to change their games every year in a different disc.
1: Or um, it's it doesn't exist anymore because there's a one world government, Europe took over and now we only play soccer.
2: Yeah. Uh, that
4: could be uh, a thing. Never <laughs> it is
2: dying inside.
4: <laughs>
0: I wanna hear well, I wanna hear about about Red Dead because I got I would, my uh, my family's been in town, so I've been a little bit away from the news cycle. So I saw that it was revealed, but I don't know
2: many of the details. Oh. There's many wildlife and I've done an incredible analysis so work like rabbits and for you guys. Everywhere. Yeah. Two, two. I counted two deers, four cows, four birds, <laughs> one horse, and a, and one horse with a deer on it, on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I counted, and they're not bulls, but you know the ones that are like furry uh, neck? Buffalo.
1: buffalo, buffalo, yeah. Buffalo. There we go.
2: 26 buffalo. <laughs> That's turns a lot out, of buffalo turns wings. Yannick yeah, just lot of treats Red Dead Redemption like a Bicy. hunting simulator. That's well, a lot of... Well, you, that's where yeah. I wanted to go, because, like, I've seen... So, honestly, like, we don't... So, the trailer looks beautiful. Um, I trust Rockstar. We were talking earlier about, like, is Nintendo showing us game in-game footage? I trust Rockstar every trailer where they show me in-game footage. I yes. know it's going to be so close to what they're actually going to deliver. So, it looks beautiful. Uh, the, in, the depth is, like, wonderful. There's, like, a, a badass, like shot of the hero walking down the sunset oh my god it's beautiful and the the first game was very beautiful as well it was just very much in the desert it was just a lot of sand yeah. it was a lot of yellowish and this one takes on a lot of more um way more variety it looks almost like a witcher uh scenery with all the trees and forest oh, totally. and everything also, uh, although I've never played it but I've you know I've, I've seen many shots you of, get the, of idea. the witcher <laughs> I mean, yeah you get the idea and uh I played Red Dead Redemption one. I just remember finishing it and loving it. I just remember having a little bit more, um, having it a little bit too repetitive. That was a long time ago, and since then we've had Rockstar doing something great with GTA V, and they keep on doing something great with it. So I cannot, I cannot not trust them in thinking that what the lessons, the lessons they have learned, or the. The pattern they have applied into GTA 5, they will definitely use them in the right direction for red dead redemption 2 um the multiplayer is something that they just like in gta 4 is something that they need to develop for red dead redemption one yeah um it's yeah. way more about the shooting uh and everything because you know you don't have cars to shoot people around so it's way more riding your horse around and shooting people and a little bit of a cover shooter um so I'm interested here if they do some innovation with the uh, uh, innovation with the game mechanics, but also I just want to I want to see that open world give me even more variety. It seems like even the social space, or just to mention in general, the cities and towns and and people you want to meet are going to be way more uh, vast, looking at the trailer. You see that saloon with like four or five people standing in front and everything. Yeah, um, I just I remember know. my experience with the first
0: one being, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. the game feels very tight. The mechanics feel tight. There was a novelty to the detail with which all the different environments had and the settings and stuff. And there was like a thread of a great storyline going along with it. But my number one sentiment I took away from that game was what you said, Yannick, which is just felt repetitive. It started to feel like an Ubisoft game where I felt like most of the time I was just getting on my horse and riding my horse at full speed where it just like auto runs down the road or whatever. And just going and doing the same task in different places over and over and over again. Like go catch mm. this bandit over here. Or go save this damn zone distress over here. And you know maybe it's just that I didn't get deep enough into the game. I probably put maybe like six or seven hours into it. Um, but it just felt very repetitive. And I eventually just put it down. And was I had that thing that we talked about last week which was I just didn't care to, to continue anymore um so maybe as this game gets closer and gets more hyped i'll go back and finish it but i'm curious like why like what did you guys love most about the first one that gets you so hyped about this one
1: well i'll i can start by saying that like for me i bounce off of grand theft auto in the way that you guys just said that you bounced off of red dead um which is grand theft auto like i think it's interesting that they're calling it red dead redemption 2 and we're on Grand Theft Auto 5, right? Because Grand Theft Auto, at the end of the day, is about a crime. <laughs> Grand Theft, I mean, is in the name. And Redemption was really about redemption. This whole storyline was about that. Um, and there's something about, for me, playing a video game, about being transported to another place which I normally can't experience, and Grand Theft Auto 4 was in New York. Grand Theft Auto 5 was in some imaginary, like, L.A. slash, uh, you know, Californian type of place. And while I really respect the level of detail and quality in every Rockstar game, Grand Theft Auto is just seemingly not as exciting to me as being in, you know, the 1940s, uh, 1930s, you know, West Um, largely unpopulated, and I really like, it's like almost the best of what Far Cry has become, like in the game, uh, hunting minigames, and, you know, go out and catch a bandit video game or game, minigames, and, uh, you know, I played poker for hours, uh, as much as like, when you beat the game and get the end, which is I think one of the best video game endings ever. Uh, Sandy's shaking her head yes, so that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, certainly certainly the best Rockstar game ending ever. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, the DLC that came out was called Undead Nightmare. And suddenly the entire world was transformed. Every city you went to was like... Uh, like almost a horde mode type of you needed to clear it out of zombies and like board up windows.
0: Every thing. game has to have zombies. We'll talk about this later. But I'm just so, t- I'm so tired of zombies. No more zombies.
1: <laughs> to be like, fair, no they zombies. did it before it was the coolest thing to do. They were doing it, I think, before the Call of Duty got yeah, into yeah. the whole zombie thing too. But uh, yeah. Undead Nightmare was just, it was amazing because it took the same game and just... By simply changing all the mechanics of it and making it a survival thing and making it much harder, um, it became two games. And the way that you know people play Grand Theft Auto online is a different game. Um, so I think if this is just another great Redemption tale, hopefully they can keep the story caliber. And it, it takes you know six seven years to make these games, so I think they can. Um, and just add in even like an online mode, or certain missions are co op. Or there, you know, the poster is a bunch of different people. Maybe there's a co-op campaign. Even I think that that's very compelling, and we'll, will you know, definitely. I mean, this game is just a must-buy for me. It's a must, must, must-buy.
2: Yeah, very much hyped, and uh, I mean, we will see also from the trailer. If you get a chance to 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 look at it, you should. Um it's, it' we were gonna see a way more apocalyptic uh environment. Like you see the hero in front of the like a scene full of fire and everything. So otherwise like known we're as just apocalyptic. Get more <laughs> uh more of everything and, and I think it's only good, like you said, and it will probably avoid the biggest flaw of the game that was that we all identified and that was it was a little bit too repetitive. Um so.
0: The real question is at some point, because God, he looks like McCree. Will he declare that it's high?
5: I think it's the other way around. McCree looks
1: like John Mars. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right, though. I'm right.
4: Can't steal him.
1: Well, we basically just did an entire podcast, but we didn't get to our main (laughs) topic. So let's talk about homework before we get out of here. So video game homework we do during the school year where every month we essentially get a different genre picked out of a hat. And we have to go play notable games from that genre. And this this month it was action-adventure. And I think the lineup, I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, Sandy, Song of the Deep, Davis, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, and Yannick played The Last of Us, which he sent us a text message last night telling us he beats. I'm so excited for you. That's
0: like on the grading rubric. You've already
2: met like the baseline that gets you. At three jingly puffin (laughs) AM.
1: I know. I, I, I saw, yeah. I so I was, I was online pretty late. like, "Oh my god." Yeah.
0: And I was on pretty late last night, finishing my own game. And I'm on the West Coast, and
2: Yannick was still up. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. I didn't even do that because I need. You know, I was like, I need to finish it for those guys. It yeah. The last really, uh, couple
1: hours of that game really pull you through in a way that you're just like, <sighs> yeah, nah. so, yeah um,
2: It 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 does. Do you want me to start with that? I guess. Let's
1: no, let's start with you now, Davis. I think Davis wants to. <laughs> yeah. So go away. We can either
2: we
0: can do a couple things here. We can just have me bow out while yannick is talking about the last of us or we can do like pre and post spoiler last of us talk because i have played the first half of it and i can
5: just take your headphones off well let's do let's talk about everything we
1: can except for the story then we'll announce when we're getting into the story and when we get into the story um with davis you just I'll take just, off yeah. your headphones and we'll send you a text message when you can come back. <laughs> come back.
2: <laughs> it's funny. Yesterday I was about to jump in and finish it and I was watching one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, they're like recording it live. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just, it's a podcast about nothing. So you don't know what they're going to talk about. Uh, they talk like about video show. game a lot, but they, they talk about like anything. <laughs> uh, they're just streamers that hang out. And like, so, you know, their community followed them along that podcast. It's really cool. Just relaxing, chill. And they talk a lot about video games. And at some point they are like, oh, Witcher, great game, blah, blah, blah. And one guy is mentioning it to him. He's like, you never played Last of Us. Is, you don't think you don't think Last of Us is a great stream game It's like no I don't think so and everybody's like no it's a great one and then they start getting into like why and they start talking about the game and I'm like in front of my phone and my girlfriend is next to me and she's like what are you doing I'm, I was making the sound sh- just so that I was kind of like muting myself <laughs> I, was, uh, I was not hearing what my, what came through my earphones um and I had to stop watching them because I was like, God yeah, damn it, I'm almost there. Just can you just wait ten yeah. minutes and then I'll you know, I'll come back to you. I'll rewatch a podcast video when I'm done with the game. Um no. No spoiler, I promise, I'll let you know when when I'm when I'm done with all this. So yeah. you um you play this dude named Joel and um you were thrown into this post apocalyptic world. Um and it's very much I just straight up right here I'm I'm going to say it right here I just love the pace that's what got me yeah. going yeah. um there was a bit some some flaws in terms of movement mechanics that that you know didn't really get me uh for example if you turn your head more than 30 degrees um your character would kind of stop and start running again and uh and sometimes there are some phases where you can only walk like it would lock you walking or it would lock you just slow running. Mm-hmm. Uh just because there's some storytelling and the, the the person next to you is talking to you and blah blah blah. And honestly blah, so.
1: they're probably hiding some loading on you.
2: Yeah and so that, that whole pace of running and you're not able to you know just in many games when there is the storytelling, as much as the story might be good, you always free to Move! You're always free to do whatever you want <laughs> this and is run boy and, talking. and, and jump on, and jump on someone's head or do some goofy stuff blah blah. So it takes you out of it a little bit.
4: This one, you know,
0: like, no, I, I think that puts you, off. you I would, in exactly. it exactly. I was just yeah. that puts you in it because there's no re- reality where they are having a dialogue and you're jumping on top of the person's head. Like I like yeah, the no, fact this that one, it forces me to be yeah. like a real walking
2: human being. Oh yeah, this one is like <laughs> ships you. Uh, this one ships you with the. um with the With the experience it 's an experience it 's not yeah. just a game it 's uh, I really felt like I went through a, a ten hour movie or watching a good show on Netflix. Uh, that 's really how I felt, and I played it by chunks of two to three hours so that 's really it felt really good in terms of pace. Uh, I was frustrated sometimes um, but but there's nothing more satisfying and I, you always ask us what 's the most satisfying part of the game yeah. uh, there is nothing more satisfying than a um, than smashing someone 's head on, onto the wall, and uh, the combat <laughs> animation are, yeah. are pretty good. Um, I played it in normal, so for people that listen, I didn't really struggle, I, I didn't find the game, um, I found the game challenging, even with the, uh, with the normal difficulty, so if you're new to the game, I yeah. recommend going through right. that. Because it's just right. It's it's the the combats are you can't fuck it up. You still have to go very much through stealth, um, you know, strategies, and uh, your resources are limited, uh, but not that much. You know, after a phase, if you have completed it, there is uh, enough materials for you to craft your med kit, craft your you know your shiv, um, and stuff like that, and. Um, so you go you travel through that world where it's like a bunch of mercenaries and then there's a bunch of zombies, and then there's a bunch of um uh what's their name a bunch of um uh clickers so there's clickers those one those clickers are blind yeah. um so that that's another type of combat you have to take encounter with there's a lot of like distraction throwing rocks and and bottles and you know yeah. Uh, to distract them and walk around and probably the, the the stealth part that I'm the most proud of is probably the one that was the most challenging at the very end the last time you meet clickers and I was like oh my yes. god this is great I just I just mastered the game and I'm at the end yeah, <laughs> I mastered yeah, yeah. it yeah. it was really good first <laughs> they try they do definitely make an end exactly. right
1: when you feel like your you're total sweet spot flow yeah. of like skills right
2: and nothing really you know there's a lot of game where it's like hey you can do stealth and but like if you actually kill those guys you can get some loot from them there's not that much you get from 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 killing people yeah so
1: if anything sometimes you're wasting resources right yeah
2: yeah, yeah the the max the, 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 the most satisfying thing it's not the most satisfying thing it's to not kill like um, many people but what I like and where the twist was, when I started the game, I was like, "Oh, okay. Every phase of like enemies around corners, I'm gonna just have to avoid them, right?" And uh, no, some some part of the story, some part of the um, of the um, you know after a cinematic or anything, you were spotted already, or some part you have to shoot people with a sniper, um, mm-hmm. some part you really have to use your gun uh, when the story asks you to. Um, but I would say 70, 80% of the time, you have to get on, stay undercover and play it smart. Now, there's a couple of stuff that triggered me and I went along with it and I was fine with it. And it would have been unfair um, otherwise. But when you go into stealth mission and most of the time when you go through that story, there's someone that runs with you. And um, there is like, you know, part of the story, you're really alone, really alone. Um, and that person is an AI, is an NPC. Yeah. That NPC, sometimes movements are a little bit clunky. He would stay undercover, and then if you move, they would, like, run and completely get out of cover and run <laughs> right. by an enemy. It does break, and, the, break the reality of it. And when it first happened, I looked at my, like, partner that was with me. I'm like, what are you doing? We're fucked. Like, yeah. you're running in front of him. You're yeah. running right in front of the guy, like... You're also not crouching, so you're making a lot of noise for all the clickers around. And then this mercenary is going to spot us, and we're going to die. Uh, and I see as I was like, nothing happens. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, actually, it makes sense. I would yeah. have been super pissed, and it would yeah, have been better extra right punishing, you. punishing you. Right. But, but you know what, um, too?
1: Speaking of that, Yannick, I wanted to point out something I remember from... Um, Last of Us and I recently played the remastered is like Naughty Dog cares so much about the characters and the story in that game that like when Ellie Ellie is the girl that's with you uh, for the majority of the game and she like when she comes in to get in cover like in front of you you can see Joel sort of like move his body to accommodate her presence there right and he'll often like kind of hang an arm sort of half around her yeah. um in That's sort like of a, a very caretaker. protective caretaker sort of way and just like mm. all of those little subtle animations and stuff i think like sell the relationship and those characters so well in this game
2: yeah yeah i love i love how they build up the the relationship um the relationships are really uh and like the 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 it's a remastered version and so i was a little bit skeptical i was like oh it's going to look a little bit clunky no the lip syncing lip syncing is on point um the the face expressions are remarkably well like you can see when Joe is upset or like you know sad or worried or, or- yeah Stuff like that. And uh and he's just yeah, he's just a, a good, good badass badass hero. Not too much, you know. He looks like a normal dude, but he's, you know, agile enough and he's athletic and everything, but he's really he has a good he has a good vibe to it. That you being know, said, it's like a, I, I could never figure out the timeline of that because isn't it like
0: that? there's the opening sequence and then it's like twenty years later. Yeah,
2: yeah. so you and go he go through, already had a
0: you already had a child before the opening sequence ended, yeah. and he then like he's still like an daughter. agile, like gunslinging dude that's <laughs> like, probably the
2: age of like fifty. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
5: I don't know. I've seen some fifty-year-olds who are pretty <laughs> impressive. Well, I mean, you can so... also sell the
1: reality of being like these people have been like, they're not overly eating, right? They've been yeah. running for their yeah. lives yeah. a lot oh, like the, there is a reason for humanity to be kind of lean and agile. Even though my boy Bill King Jackman is uh, overweight, uh,
4: yeah. my yeah. boy Bill
1: <laughs> he managed to do it.
0: Yeah, so um, I we we just I had just left Bill and gotten I I crashed in Pittsburgh. That's where I that's where I am right now.
1: Yeah. All right, so is it time to talk about storyline stuff it. and 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 make uh, Davis get out of here? Yeah. Uh, get out of here. Okay. Let's All right. Get of, I want to talk. Davis, about go it. away. Let's talk about the story on this thing.
2: Because that's the meat of it. Um, wait, wait, guys, guys, would, guys, guys,
1: guys! Before you continue, Yannick, uh, what's Davis's problem? Right? No, I'm just I kidding. It's weird. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I gotta say,
2: he's,
5: it's too tall. Clearly, yeah, duh. Yeah, too, tall,
2: too tall. Too tall. I gotta say, um, I can't remember having a game that offered me such a storyline. Right. And and I understand where people are getting at when they talked about this game. And they were like, you're going to love it. And uh, I kept on asking people throughout the, the story. Uh, I kept on asking people that they were... Um, uh, you know colleagues and I was like where I'm at right now because I want to finish it for the podcast like where I'm at and it's like oh you're about third and I was like the next night I played I was like okay so I'm here I'm I'm just in fall I just entered winter and uh, they were like oh okay you're good you're good you're almost there you're almost there yeah. I was like cool and I great. said with winter and you're
1: about to do the best part do you, do you agree
2: winter yeah winter is my favorite part yeah, and I realized that from the very second when I see myself controlling Ellie and uh, and hunting for that deer yeah. Um, I knew I would enter something special. The environment looked really great. It was really polished. Um, I love that the game did, didn't tell you much, uh, doesn't teach you much, but when you hunt that deer, you don't really know where to go. It's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. I'm in snow. I can look at the footprints and look at the blood on the snow. Now, we're um, talking
1: about in that moment because what, what happens is the game sort of has Joel get seriously injured at this part and yeah. you're taking over as Ellie. Now, they also don't tell you like I mean, both of them are on the cover of the game and at this point I had half a mind going like, Oh my god, is is he dead? Like yeah, is the rest dead? of the I, game just hurt?
2: Yeah. I had, that, I had that thinking being like okay is he, is he done although it would have been a tragic and probably a bad decision to make him die right now <laughs> yeah um, that's true <laughs> but then I quickly realized when I mean, she was looking for medicine I understood it was for him yeah um, and now it's, the funny thing about Winter is that also those people that I met I thought they were trustworthy there was a lot of people that you meet that are <laughs> yes. trustworthy and they didn't look suspicious to me they had normal faces I mean they were like yeah. armed and everything Bill, But
1: is it Bill? Uh, what, who's the no Bill um, was one of the
2: first guy you yeah, meet right. but those two were I don't know if we know their name I forgot I, I uh, but we winter is definitely, was know definitely the one the, guy's name. I love the the winter because he adds one more element to the stealth strategy is that you're playing in a blizzard at some point and you're progressing through the blizzard yeah. and you can literally run in the middle of the street because people can see far so you're right. in the middle of the street to avoid the enemies on both sides of the street and um, you
1: also realize like as Ellie like Ellie is no slouch is extremely capable oh, yeah. in combat, oh, right? Like is. jumps she up is. on people and stab, 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 I should, right?
2: I should have counted the number of situations she got away from. <laughs> it's,
1: it's impressive, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yeah. a little
2: kid, like a lot of us would have died by then. Oh, and she I, I have it to here too. Uh,
1: David, David is the like main guy who you're dealing with. David and yeah. Dave
2: and Nolan North plays David. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Nolan, Nolan North, North uh, of course, David. Drake. Because in the credits, I was
2: like, Nolan North plays, uh, like, Nolan North as David. I was like, who's David? And yeah. so and, now and, are you Nolan me,
5: North's like, oh. in everything.
1: I
2: know. <laughs> and everything. what a
1: performance as David, right? Because, yeah. like, it, I mean, let's talk about that boss battle, right?
2: Oh, yeah that's a nice and that you know and it's a human it's not a boss there's nothing crazy right, to it i right, thought at right. some point the final boss would be a crazy clicker you know they didn't get there they right. really kept it like human size and just very much focusing on the social aspect of of the of all the heroes and yeah, no, that 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 part where you progress with uh, Ellie and then Progress with Joel and they both like get closer and closer with each other. Yeah. And you find um, the whatever saloon or restaurant that isn't on fire. That was epic yes. to see like the yeah. the and split like, story happening at the at the same instant at and, like the same time. It was awesome.
1: And very sort of like uh I guess shocking to me was the sort of David and Ellie you know, diner on fire thing where they were really kind of suggesting either horrible violence and even in some ways like sexual assault. And during that fight of like, we don't, we don't know the horrible thing that David is going to do, but it certainly was terrifying to me the entire time. You know,
2: there was a, there was a good mix of like being it being terrifying and her still handling her own and, and like, Stealthing around that restaurant was pretty epic. Yeah. And now the ending. The um, ending, yes. The ending is... Um, <laughs> well, so the ending, I was expecting something a little bit more dramatic. It it brings hope. Uh, but it's an yeah. ending uh, just... And I've been telling that p- to people. This game feels a lot like watching The Walking Dead. Where you mm. meet a lot of people along the way. You travel a lot. You have to stay mobile. You see a lot of places. A lot of different environments. And there is always hope somewhere. And you go and you find hope, but that hope, you know, nothing never works quite the way you want it to. Right. And, um, and yeah, it's it's funny how you shift from uh, who's that girl to, okay, let's get you there, to, all right, we should split, you know, we should split ways. We have nothing to do with each other. And back to him really attached to her is really, really um, beautiful and uh, moving. At the end, I was... um yeah. I was a little bit sad that yeah he wouldn't let her go. Right. For the so sake this is of... my
1: this is my question for you. Right. So obviously he, if you he looks, to this looks point, like the bad guy. Right. Yes. You're and that's bad guy. the question. Number one is Joel a good guy, and number two, yeah. like the ending of the game forces you to do something. It doesn't. It's not like uh, so many games are now like, do you want to save someone or do you want to <laughs> kill them or whatever at the end. And this game right. says no, Joel is making a very specific decision and the specific decision for people for context is you
2: it's well packaged the whole game yeah, is well packaged
1: yeah, that's it's like, like it, the story
2: it, is gonna get you there there's no choice to make yeah we're gonna make we're gonna make the choice for you because we trust that our story is solid it's like in a movie you watch that scenario you don't choose what way you want to go
1: would you have done um, it I think that's
2: a
5: choice people would have taken it regardless would
2: have, yeah you would have it would have frustrated me to Choose one path and not know the other one. It's always that when those games ask me to choose. It's the same thing with Dark Souls. They're like, you finished that game, that was one ending out of four. I'm like, dude, that's like, all right, great. I mean, I'm going to go on the internet and just figure that out because I don't want to play you a game four times to figure it out. Yeah, Uh, That's not my deal. Some people are into that and a lot of people are probably finishing those games multiple times because they're great, but I have a lot of games to play. I have a podcast to do, bro. Okay, Um, The game, so... To wrap it up, to conclude the, like I said, the game is well packaged. It's twenty dollars. You like you can't beat it for such a for such an experience. It's totally worth it, even if you don't plan on playing and it. For right the rest now, of us, it you can't
1: beat it for sixty dollars twice. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. So it's no, it is it is well packaged. Um, the gameplay is various. I've complained with Resident Evil with a lack of like variants of enemies. This one is kind of the same, but. There's so many ways to combat them. There's so many ways to go through, um, you know, combat phases. There's so many different weapons that you have a different feel with. It's really great. There's a lot of weapons you can play with. I love playing with the bow. That was yeah. one of my favorite and being weapon.
1: upgraded by the end of the game is great too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and, let's um, uh, let's send a text and, message here. And the gameplay, <laughs> and the gameplay is um, the, the the gameplay is probably sometimes the the the, the pace of it is sometimes a little bit one of my f- negative points one of my flaws um, like I said it's well packaged it wants you to take time to enjoy and to go through the story and sometimes the, the manipulation of the character and sometimes the running parts are a little bit clunky um, uh, you know the the slow parts feel really slow if it makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah. So, I know, you know the saying. in between the walking feels really slow um <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think walking everywhere feels slow What's the grade That you would give it?
2: Um I mean Davis It's, no da- it's nine, okay nine. Davis
1: is back Yeah, yeah We're nine, not talking about uh,
2: 9 out of 10 9
1: out of 10 9 out of 10 Well you know what Yannick I, I, I love this video game Homework stuff We've been doing so far Because I feel like The more I hear you Talk about games And the way The things I hear you like And not like about them It's going to when I give you a recommendation, I think it's going to be an even you get to know me better, right.
2: and our listeners get to know us better indeed. You can That's also right. recommend this game to play 100%.
1: Totally. Go to pixelsweekly.com slash contact right into the show. We'll read your letter, or we won't if you ask us not to, and tell us what to play <laughs> and tell us what to do, and uh, maybe we'll do it. No cam stuff. Just kidding. Um. <laughs> no, camp stuff. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Camp stuffs. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you'd give a nine out of ten. Got uh, uh, Davis wasn't here, so maybe Sandy and I just rated. I think we got to give Yannick an A on his homework this week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right.
4: Compared
2: to the week before, is the you know. What do, what do we?
1: Uh, what, it doesn't even matter. Whatever we give these It's crazy. like it's like also it's just, like I a, think an average uh, well, around
0: maybe like a, a
3: C plus ish,
1: C minus. Not just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> just a C. Okay. Too much.
3: Yes. Um, who
1: wants to go next? I so we'll go
5: next. I guess. Okay. Because I know Davis. Davis has a whole bucket list of stuff, <laughs> and mine's pretty short. Because no. I played a short game, but I didn't finish it because I was sick.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
5: That's not excuse oh, no, that's not
1: guys. I can I feel the points excuse. melting away I was, already. Like, can't you?
5: Dead. It's <laughs> dead for like two weeks. She okay. At least war- she
0: warned me before the show started,
1: so I. So what? Me. Yeah. So what is this song of the deep? What is this game?
5: It's a really pretty game. I'll give it that. Song of the Deep is a really pretty game. It starts off with you're a girl, your dad's a fisherman. It's just you and your dad. You guys have this amazing bond. He goes out fishing and he doesn't come back. And you build a mini submarine because you're a child genius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My dad's missing. I built a submarine. Honey, you got to talk to the police. Like that's not going to help you.
5: (laughs) Missing submarine. And she's like, I'm going to go find my dad. And then she realizes all the stories her dad's been telling her, they're true. And oh. she's riding this mini submarine. The game itself is about six hours long. I'm four hours in, so I haven't finished the game. I'm at this like boss that I can't, for the life of me, get. It's killed me like three times, and I'm like, I just... Ah I got, I have it recorded, yeah.
2: so she's upset. It should I don't it. know. <laughs>
5: it's like I I spent like forty minutes trying to get rid of this goddamn boss and I just can't. And I can't.
0: what are like the general game mechanics? Like what, what sort of yeah, like what combat
1: are you doing? Are you doing? This game?
5: It's pretty basic. Um think of it kind of like Metroid. Mm-hmm. So oh. you have these enemies that come in you use since you're in a submarine you use a claw to attack your enemies the claw it's very puzzle oriented yeah it's a claw attached to your submarine
0: I got the reference there's right
5: There's a Yeah <laughs> I'm making
1: a Full lot story. of references yeah. this is yeah, a reference was, was based, based a loose episode
5: one. that we're doing I'm shaking <laughs> my head <laughs> Okay uh there's um there's a. Is it a crab? It's not a crab, because the crab's one of the enemies. There's a snail in a shell, and that's who you you trade to upgrade your your little submarine and your boat. And uh... so far, it's it's a pretty basic game. It's really pretty. The story is really nice. There are some parts where it's a little bit frustrating, mostly because I don't know how to read a map.
1: <laughs> um, and you basically picked a map-based game. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um so so uh, so I'm you immersed. talk to the snail person, you upgrade and like Metroid, it like upgrading gives you the ability to access new areas, is that it?
5: It doesn't it does give you like access to to see, get to new areas, but just upgrades your speed boost, your health. Yeah. Your um your claw which is the, your only uh, way of defending yourself mm-hmm. there's like poisonous jellyfish and i've never hated jellyfish more in my life <laughs> because I, I just can't get past it i've never like, hated oh,
1: jellyfish God. so this is yeah you But you've never have been, been stung by a jellyfish that. oh <laughs> i don't go outdoors uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good game it's uh how much did i pay for this
1: $250, but that's a reasonable... <laughs> oh, that's nah. a price. The mm. price is right.
5: <laughs> got, a real, got a real Bob Barker over here. It's a $15 game, so for $15, it, it's worth playing through. Or for $5 some...
1: more, you can play and beat The Last of Us. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well,
5: if you have to pick between The Song of the Deep and The Last of Us, pick The Last of Us, because I think that's got a, a more... More bang for your buck, I guess, in the in this case in terms of storyline. But for being GameStop's first attempt at a game, the first game they published, I, it's definitely good. It's a it's a it's a B minus.
1: Okay. Well if you had to if we had to go the scale of 20, 1 to ten with point fives, what would you give it?
5: Uh
1: like a six and a half. Six and a half. Mm. Okay. So like Rise of okay. Wire. Not a, must, yeah. <laughs> like of Iron. not a must play, but uh, not bad.
5: Yeah, not bad. It's really pretty, really enjoyable. Six hours. It's not a huge commitment either. And it's like 15 bucks. So cool. if you're really into art and you're really into like that, the kind of storyline of being under the ocean and Junior's kid building a submarine, it's definitely worth the, the buy.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, GameStop Publishes this game? Mm-hmm.
2: How weird is that? GameStop, crazy. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, like Target
2: is coming up, dude. That's right. Target's coming up with their own game.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, by the way, don't forget, I I tweeted it out starting on. I think it may have already started, but or or no, October thirtieth, I think is when it starts. Um oh, Target yeah. is buy two games, get one free. Ooh.
0: Um, <laughs> so but they're physical games, though, right?
1: They are physical gear. No. Yeah, (laughs) no. Um, There's so many shooters coming out this season that I might just, like, go pick up the three, you know, (laughs) shooters this season and be like, okay, well, I get 33.3333 percent off of those. Um, Okay. You or me, Davis? What do you want to do? We got to give Sandy a grade.
3: Oh, yes. That's right.
1: Uh, C. No. (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) No. Because you didn't beat it. And I gave Yannick a C when he didn't beat it. So I'm gonna say
0: C. Yeah, I think either like I, I'm I'm flirting C plus maybe B minus just because you were very honest and open about the fact that you did not finish your homework, and so it's not like and you tried to hide it or cheat. Enough
1: that she didn't finish it,
0: <laughs> but you, I to
5: get my mind. <laughs> you
0: sold and explained the game to the best forgot, of your ability. Yeah. I forgot that you were uh, sick. Given what you had Shit. played, so I'll uh, I'll give you a B minus.
1: I'm just Stacy even though you were sick. No, excuse. <laughs> you had a couch. Excuse. <laughs> um,
5: just pass the germs everywhere. Sure.
1: <laughs> we don't even have to do these stupid grades anymore. They don't mean anything. Do they? Um, Let's why don't we end why don't we each sing with instead of us giving uh, the person a score, the person gives the game a score. That's that's better, right? That's
0: much better. Yeah.
1: All right. So, we're just designing our podcast on the fly, but that's fine. So,
0: I'll, I'll go I'll go next the so, the reason I want to jump in is um I think this actually worked out pretty well because Yannick's pick of The Last of Us, which is a Naughty Dog game, and then my pick of Uncharted, which is also a Naughty Dog game, yet in very different eras of Naughty Dog's sort of evolution in yeah. the studio. No kidding. I think it's sort of like an interesting topic, and uh, you'll sort of like hear as I, I, I talk about Uncharted, um, and keep in mind we're talking about Uncharted 1 here, Drake's Fortune. Um, yeah. One of the more interesting things I experienced was like, Oh yeah, this is these are the guys that made Crash Bandicoot and I can like almost kind of see that here and there. Um because yeah. it's not long after they sort of like give up on that on that uh that franchise. But anyways, um overall, uh I, I beat the game and I had an enjoyable experience playing it. Um It was way more of a platformer than I expected it to be. I think yeah. for some reason, based off of like trailers and stuff and gameplay that I've seen of Uncharted 4, I just didn't realize how much of like like rock climbing and like puzzle jumping and and platforming these games were so that was a little bit surprising um but at the same time i felt like the game never really quite understood what it was between a platformer and a shooter such so much to the point where like the entire like first third to first half of the game is just platforming with like a little bit of shooting mixed in here and there And then followed by like an entire like third slash back half of the game, which almost had zero platforming and was almost entirely combat based. And what's frustrating about that is the combat mechanics, not the climbing mechanics, the combat mechanics in that game are broken as hell.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Especially
0: coming from um, playing Gears of War 1 with you, Ryan. Yeah. Which is same era, if not maybe even a little bit earlier, a couple years earlier than... Uncharted, I think it was time
1: yeah it was a launch title for p s yeah so around the same time but
0: anyways um the frustration I experienced dying as a result of mistakes that I really do honestly believe are broken combat mechanics was yeah. just so high and really took away from to me what were like the greater aspects of the game, which was the story and sort of the atmosphere and the adventure that you're on right. Um, but Davis,
1: if you don't die a bunch, you're never going to hear Sully go, "Night! No, yeah, night." Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um so th- there was that that kind of took away from it. Although, like I did enjoy the platforming aspects of it. The camera angles were really interesting. And honestly, that's where I think I saw a lot of the sort of like Crash Bandicoot mechanics that I remember. And maybe I'm mm-hmm. remembering incorrectly just because it's been so long, but a lot of those sort of like when the camera sort of rotates around your character as you move from like one part of the map to another and it sort of presents you with the next puzzle for you to solve and sure that yeah. combined with maybe some of like the running away like towards the camera that you're doing and then actually the number one thing that sort of like gave me hints of crash bandicoot was you're on a jet ski at certain parts of the game and the <laughs> motion and the movement of that jet ski which is like Almost as broken as the combat mechanics, if not even worse, (laughs) (laughs) reminded me of my time playing it. Must have been Crash Bandicoot 2 or something, where you're on a little like floaty jet ski type thing. I just remember the movement in that thing being like so painful to do just because it's like so imprecise and hard to actually point the thing where you're trying to go. Yeah. Um, And then on the flip side, being Naughty Dog. They clearly have not updated their pick up ammo sound effect between any of these games because it's the exact <laughs> same one that The Last of Us has. It's this like yeah. whatever when you pick yeah, up yeah. ammo. Um, it's
1: literally like they recorded a clip being picked up off a table once, and they were like, "This yeah. is the clip. This yeah, is the exactly.
0: sound." Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but swear, you're uh, right though.
1: That jet ski is terrible in it. It's <laughs> really Jordan bad.
0: One. Um, and and then the only other, like, thing I'll, I'll bash on it was, like, s- simple, like, button mechanics where picking up a new weapon that replaces the weapon that you're currently holding and mm-hmm. picking up ammo are the same exact button, and it's not, like, one's a tap and one's a hold. It's just the same button. So as you're, like, running and gunning and, like, frantically trying to pick up ammo, you might accidentally just, like, swap to a totally different gun. Yeah. So if you're, like, using a long-range weapon, you might accidentally pick up a shotgun, and that was, like, really frustrating. Um, and then yeah. some of, like, the cover shooting mechanics, like I said, just the combat stuff it's just, like, really painful. But... That being said, I, I did really enjoy the story, the cinematic aspect of it, and uh, I did get a chance to put a little bit of time into Uncharted 2 this morning and can already see how Naughty Dog immediately began to correct some of those things that I, I found faults with.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I mean, Uncharted 2, the, we're not talking about that this week, but Uncharted 2, even just yeah. the beginning of it, makes yes. a statement that this Absolutely. is a new and different game.
0: It's, exactly. It's got like a heavier feel to it, heavier mechanics and whatnot. Um And, you know, even more cinematic. Yes. And the thing that I also have to remember is that this game is old. This is a a eight, nine year old game. Right.
1: I I was going to bring up that point. I wonder how much of when you say like a reminds me of like Crash Bandicoot or whatever is because that's Naughty Dog style or just because that's how games used to like look and feel. Yeah, perhaps You know, they like they only knew one way to or the, the one reliable way to rotate yeah. a camera or to do a chase scene or something. Yeah.
0: But the, the the one thing I mentioned that I do think is agnostic of whatever time period the game was made in is that the game not being able to figure out whether it's a platformer or a shooter. And like rather than just kind of like mixing those things together all the time and having this weird, this like interesting mashup of like a, a platformer and a shooter. It was like half platformer all at once and then half shooter all at once. And mm-hmm. I like there was a very little mm-hmm. like combination of those two that i think could be a little bit more interesting and then the only other thing as i mentioned earlier like why does every freaking video game have to have zombies in it
1: like we just got off of horror and i just well, I got finished like, they're not, are they like so, yeah that's they're true like, are, like spanish
0: nazi zombies <laughs> and i just that's like
4: spanish when i saw <laughs>
0: And when I saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I just finished the horror genre. The last thing I need is freaking Nazi zombies, like crawling yeah. at me.
1: They are scary though. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I, uh, I enjoyed it. And so let's uh, talk
1: about two things. Yeah. Number one, you at one point told me you suspected Sully was a bad guy.
0: Yes. So um, when Sully died, I thought that they had built him too much, built him up too much already and, like, we never checked any pulses. We just sort of ran away from the situation. And, and he was too much of a character to uh, to have actually been dead. I also suspected that he was on the bad side of things, given how, like, money conscious he was with regards to that opening sequence where he's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get all this stuff and sell it. Yeah. And uh, I think the game had probably intended me to believe that. Because, sure enough, when you do find out, spoiler alert, that Selly is not dead, um... The, uh whatever name elena the the girl that you're with is like well what's yeah. the deal here like i saw this uh, she has like a, a videotape of him like getting on the helicopter with the the, the actual bad guy right. and uh and so i still at that point was suspecting that he was no good and it wasn't until like we ran into him and he like did a good job convincing me like nah i'm legit i'm still with you guys um yeah.
1: He even pulls up at the end with a big boat of money. Exactly. That, yeah. Him. Exactly. So like maybe it's just
0: that he does like. But the thing is, at the same time, like Nathan and Elena aren't like, "Oh, we should put that back." They're like, "Oh, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> like, let's yeah, roll out yeah. of here with that. Let's go." Um, <laughs> that's,
4: that's true.
5: Yeah, well, Nathan Jake is not a good guy. No. I mean, he is. I mean,
0: I'm in the, I'm currently in the process he's a, of. He's a thief. Yeah, I'm currently in the process of stealing things from a museum and Uncharted 2. so, um, but. You oh, know, with
1: your Australian teammate.
0: I- yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> but Ryan, you mentioned, like I said, that it would be interesting to sort of look at uh, the Uncharted series and watch Naughty Dog evolve as a studio, especially considering, like, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot might be one of like the first games I ever played on like my PlayStation at the Sure, time.
1: yeah, and it's so it's the I first PlayStation game, exactly.
0: Play. So when I think Naughty Dog, I think Crash Bandicoot, and it's like really interesting to see potentially how they evolve, and I can already see it with Uncharted, from something like that to something like The Last of Us. Um, yeah. And uh
1: You're still gonna hit combat encounters, I think, in every single Uncharted where you're like this shit. Yeah. The the difficulty spike, they never one one thing. That's they, what when it they is. turn it's, up the difficulty spiked. in those games, oh, you go, man. Holy cow, Yeah. this is crazy hard.
0: Yes. Uh um, it didn't feel natural or gradual. It just felt like, oh, you're done with the climbing part of this game. Now here's a million things coming at you you have to shoot. And yeah.
1: and some of the sequences where the guys are just spawning and you have to like hold them off for X amount of time are just like those guys are not easy, and at no. any point, it just resets you right back to the beginning That's of the whole encounter. That's
0: the thing, too, is the, the, the resets were so painful. And that could just have something to do with, like, the time that the game was made. But the yeah. the you'd get, you know, 90% of the way through this entire, like, segment, and then it would just reset you right back to the beginning. It was incredibly painful. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad I I went through that. And uh, between that and Gears now, I got a couple sequels to to get cranking on.
1: Gears kit. Gears yes. a lot.
0: Drink some beers, play some guias. Totally. Wicked good.
1: Um... (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you give the game?
0: It's tough because I don't want to knock the game for being old. um, And I didn't get to play it when it first came out. Sure. I'm going to give it a seven and a half.
1: That's fine. Yeah, I think I actually think that. I enjoy us going back and looking at older games and being able to rate them in a sort of modern context of like, yes. let's face it, even Gears of War, you said, yep. you like the shooting better in that. And that was also by a cover-based shooter. Um, okay. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Wait, no, Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is the game I played. It's the sequel um, to the... I think like four or five year old now, Tomb Raider reboot, just simply called Tomb Raider, that they did. And, um, this is a very interesting game to me because, uh, you know, we talked about action adventure and a lot of these games that we played this week, with the exception of Sandy, who actually uh, made her own decision. And, well, we all made our own decision, but she played something different <laughs> and unique. Whereas we all kind of played cover based shootery games, right? With a lot of climbing, jumping, yeah, um, climbing trees, uh, and uh, <laughs> Tomb Raider. Uh, first, let me explain to you how I played it. I first of all, I beat it two hours before before the show started. Woo! <laughs> hey,
4: just because
3: you didn't—that yeah, clutch. That clutch. <laughs>
1: you guys should have seen me. I was like, "Oh thank god, oh thank god," because <laughs> I give everyone such shit if they don't finish their games. <laughs> so I beat it two hours before the show started, but also. I played the first five hours of it, and it's about a thirteen hour game. I played the first five hours of it a year ago. <laughs> so I turned it on, I put it in the system, and I was like, should I start a new game? And this is this was like uh two days ago, and I was like, I know I don't have time for that. So I'm gonna just pick up where <laughs> I left off. And in Tomb Raider so Tomb Raider one is this like trying to ground Tomb Raider. Um, but also it's a post Uncharted series game with the exception of Uncharted 4. So now we've seen like Uncharted was like, we can do Tomb Raider better than Tomb Raider. And then Tomb Raider's like, I wonder if we can do Uncharted, you know, yeah. Tomb Raider better than Uncharted did Tomb Raider. Um so it, you know the first game kind of has like Laura even like having to kill her first person and like when she kills them this there's this dramatic moment of like she you know she gets sick and she's like oh my god this is horrible what you know just trying to survive in this grounded environment by the end of that game it gets it does what Uncharted does which is it gets supernatural right and uh and of course all this crazy stuff goes down and I in guess that's a, well yeah,
0: real quick, that's another like issue I have with these games is like I would why can't we just have a traditional action adventure like thing here? Like why does everything have to go all freaking <laughs> yeah, supernatural all crazy. and stuff?
5: Did we not watch Indiana Jones? It always is supernatural. <laughs> that's
1: true. Always that, that's like that's the answer, right? Um it's it's kind of the only way to build, I guess, in these things. So this game again starts off with Laura um sort of her father uh, dies, and she becomes obsessed with... She's actually in therapy over what happened in the first game and the violence that she was a part of and, like, having to survive this awful island. Uh, and in this game, she transformed by that experience, she... Is got a little kind of hints of PTSD, but she's also obsessed with like once her father dies, finishing her father's legacy and discovering. Let me, I wrote it down here, if I can remember where where I wrote it down. the The lost city of, uh, let's say ketchup. It sounded like ketchup. The lost city of ketchup. <laughs> and, and so I started playing the game, and this game is essentially Uncharted, with a couple of formula tweaks. Number one, more like The Last of Us, Yannick, it is Uncharted with weapon upgrades and, you know, ammo pouch upgrades and hunting. So, like, now there's this mechanic of, like, I have an inventory of items, I have an inventory of weapons, those weapons can become upgraded and stronger throughout the game. Uh, It also, unlike Uncharted, has kind of big chunks of world and every chunk of the world is an open world sort of vignette kitesh by the way is the name of the city but i'm gonna go back to ketchup uh because i like ketchup and and so uncharted while it's kind of like pulling you through story story uh you know chapter 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 new location new location new location you know tomb raider is happy to be like Here's this big new location. You're going to be here for the next two hours or whatever. And there's, like, got bad guys around here. There's, you know, puzzles around here. But my favorite thing about the Tomb Raider games, and it was in the reboot and it is still in this one, is outside of the main story, there's these optional side tombs which have really legitimate puzzles in them in a way that, like... I'm almost surprised that a modern video game dares to make a puzzle like this hard to understand, even though every once in a while, Laura will be like, I need to get some flames so I can burn down this. I'm like, Laura, please don't don't tell me what to do. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so uh, just breaking down some story stuff for you. Uh, She go. it starts off in like Soviet Russia. You meet this bad lady who's looking for this thing um you run into Russia Russia. (laughs) there's there's something else about this game which is in addition to collecting uh (laughs) like stuff to upgrade your guns and weapons you also just read things that level up your language skills and so (laughs) so this is the biggest thing I want to talk about right right it's it's (laughs) this is the biggest thing that I want to talk about with Tomb Raider which is this game starts super grounded like trying to survive Laura using like flashlights or glow sticks and stuff to like get through these wintry, you know, Russian like old mines and tunnels and stuff. And at some point this morning I realized I'm not going to be able to beat this game today. If I continue to play it on normal
3: difficulty. <laughs> so, Chiboy. Shouldn't have told us that. Put, <laughs> but, <laughs> Use them spark put, notes, huh?
1: Yeah, Chiboy <laughs> put it down to easy. And and uh, then I started obviously getting through the game very, very quickly. Because I didn't have to restart any combat yeah. encounter. Um, but also, all within the span of the last like six hours of the game, here's what happens. These these are the following things that happen in lore. Number one, you get a shotgun. Okay? Number two, you get a grappling hook. Uh th- oh, by the way, from the so yeah, Batman. This out. is also this happens from the beginning of the game. You get a dual ice climbing axe, you get a reinforced climbing axe so that you can pry things open. You get uh exploding arrows, you get a shotgun. You get a grappling hook attached to your axe, so now you can jump off ledges, just go and start hooking things and swinging on them. Then (laughs) then you get um, thick, it's called broadhead arrows, that in some surfaces you can shoot arrows, and the arrows are thick enough that Laura can actually stand on the arrows so, so that she can create her own path to climb up. So... By the end of this game, you are a fucking superhero,
0: and you're and you're carrying all of it in the little cargo pockets <laughs> yeah. of like the tiny bikini sized cargo shorts that she wears.
1: Well, no, she's she's appropriately yeah, dressed she reads- in this. No, so, in yeah, it's games. not Full cargo as old <laughs> <laughs> um, But so what I did was once I turned it to easy, I also went to my base camp and I changed outfits. I purchased a new outfit, which was the leather jacket and jeans. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna go full, full Terminator on this. So I just had a shotgun and a leather jacket, and I was going through, and they were like, "There she is!" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and like it's it's amazing for a game that like wants to start so so realistic. By the end of it, Laura is she runs through the air, falls, grapples something, swings. Hits a ledge. This is my favorite mechanic. You can take a ledge and you can kind of jump up and then use your like hands and feet to sort of like push yourself up again in the middle of a climb and then get to the next ledge, which that is physically impossible. (laughs) (laughs) It's like
0: (laughs) it's like when you used to find like cheat codes for your games back in the day that would just do crazy stuff that like just was so unrealistic. (laughs) Except this time it's just just baked into the game game
1: now. Like. By the way, Laura, just so you know, if you're in the middle of jumping on a flat 90 degree surface and you put your hands and feet against it, you're going to push away. <laughs> you're going to fall. She's to doing parkour. But she is somehow parkour. like touching it and like invisibly gripping for like an extra <laughs> jump in the middle of her jump. And I'm like, what is this? So anyway, uh, I I get through the whole thing. I beat the game, the entire last sequence, and by the way, the supernatural twist in this one is there are Mongolian never dead warriors who Sounds um, like
0: zombies. Sounds
1: like zombies. Well, these guys are in like cool like medieval sort of plating or whatever. And when you blow them up, they turn into like blue fire. So like I went like this game started off like a girl like in a cave. And now I am in a leather jacket with a shotgun parkouring off surfaces and blowing away dudes who are just turning into blue fire. It was the most extreme, crazy shit. And then, okay, I get to catch up. And (laughs) (laughs) I get to catch up and um, the last boss is just straight up Laura battling a helicopter. Uh and uh, there's waves of guys coming in, um, and, and, it, and it's crazy. And then I beat the game, and then I get out to the main menu, and it's like, are you ready to open up your cards now? And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and so i was <laughs> like, okay, let's go check out these cards. And the, these card packs are apparently, you earn just fake currency throughout the game, and then you can open up, and this game doesn't have multiplayer. By the way, so it's not like I'm opening up, like, multiplayer cards. um, And, and so I, I open up the first pack, and it's all these weird modifiers that you can actually, like, put on the game. And they start off very reasonable. They start off, like, you use double ammo, but, like, and the, and the bad guys, like, do more damage or whatever. Like a modifier to just straight up make the game more difficult. Yeah. Um, and then there were some really extreme hard ones, which were like, "In there will be no ammo on the ground. Every piece of ammo you get has to be off of like looting somebody that you've defeated, you know? Um, and then I, I go, so I scroll down and then there's these things called wild packs <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and they cost the same amount. So I'm like, I'm going to open a couple of these. I'm going to read you some of the, what these cards do. <laughs> uh the first one is uh a rainbow trail everywhere laura goes there's a rainbow trailing behind
0: Jeez, they really want like full-on cheat codes
1: yeah yeah yeah. um straight up big head mode laura has a big head (laughs) it's like tony hawk (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs)
2: exactly i was thinking about that just now
1: some of them were really cool like just immediately start off the game with a fully upgraded pistol immediately start off the game with all the tier one skills Uh, Here's another one. The Gambler, which is enemy corpses have a 50% chance of exploding. I like that. (laughs) Um, And uh, when you kill somebody with uh, a bow, it slows time for a couple seconds. Uh, So I was like, I I got a bunch of these cards. And then I just spent 15 minutes poking around. Guys, I I don't know how to use the cards. (laughs) <laughs> I like you figure can't out figure
0: out how to apply them. You can figure <laughs> out them. There's,
1: there's an interface to buy cards, and you can spend real money on these cards. Oh, jeez! Of but course, is there you like can. a special oh, no.
2: artifact you have to go to in the world or something?
1: I don't know. I I went back into the game. I like continued. Which, by the way, one thing they did that was really nice was after the game was over, and I continued the same file. It started off like in the main village of the game with lore talking to someone who was affected by the end of the game. And they were like, wow, you know, that's crazy. And she was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I did my best and whatever, all this stuff. But, like, it was like a vignette of, like, actual, like, follow-up to the end of the game, which I wouldn't have known unless I restarted. uh, Or not restarted, but continued. And then, because it's mostly open-world vignettes in in Tomb Raider, now I can kind of do whatever I want. But I looked in every menu. There's nowhere to use these cards. (laughs) They don't even show me what cards I have. They will let me buy cards. They will let me sell cards <laughs> for fake money, for fake money. Uh, and I got a bunch of duplicate cards, but I can't find in any menu where I use these cards or what the heck these cards are. So for if anybody <laughs> at Crystal Dynamics wants to tweet at Pixelscast and tell me how I use Tomb Raider cards... Please tell me, help him, because um, I want big head mode. <laughs> I want. You're just stream. gonna get
0: that tweet that's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Those, those are you don't use those. Those are just for show.
1: Here's what I'll do. This is my promise. If I figure out how to use the cards, I will do a stream on Twitch of Rainbow Trail turned on. Assuming oh, yeah. I can stack these Rainbow Trail, big head mode, exploding horses.
2: Yep. So, but the thing though is, is were you the able to like and burn? Yeah, <laughs> were you able to
0: read these cards in the game, or did you have to go to Tomb Raider .net and
1: <laughs>
0: find the cards and turn them over? And read yeah, them?
1: well, they just said a title of the card, and I went to actually they had me go to Bungie.net to read what the cards <laughs> were, which I thought was weird. <laughs> um, th- yeah, this game has a lot of other weird stuff, like my sister or not my sister, like a family friend is dying from some unknown disease that I don't think they specify in the game. Uh, The main bad guy at the game, just completely unexplained at one point, is praying to someone and just straight up his hands bleed, and he has stigmata, not explained. Uh, The writing is really bad, Um, (laughs) all the way to the point where here's two lines from the end of the game. No! And it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah no kidding and then uh it's also hilarious to me that uh in the, the end movie sequence it shows like laura at home at her house like you know weeks after the encounter or whatever and she's just wearing the same weird leather jacket and jeans
2: <laughs> she hasn't changed she's like nope
1: <laughs> like laura you're you're getting a little ripe you need to <laughs> yeah, you're in a lot of murky water throughout this adventure um so but what does some, this
0: all yeah. add up to for you?
1: It 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 adds up to me. I think the game is honestly, it's an it's probably an eight for me. It's by no means a great wow. video game, but it is. It sounded
2: like worse when you said it though. Yeah, it
1: I did know. sound like worse because I have a lot of complaints. Eight strong, about it. dude. Here's the thing. It feels incredibly good. It's a video game-ass video game. If you love upgrading guns and hunting, and you can legitimately go back and there's a whole bunch of more tombs that I want to do. Like I didn't play most of the optional tombs. Those are all great. Sometimes they take up to an hour to do each of those tombs. Um, And those are great puzzles. There's really, really great action-adventure puzzles in the game. And, um, yeah, putting on a leather jacket and just going ham with a shotgun on easy mode... Is one of the <laughs> best feelings in the world, but uh, yeah, for all simple of its pleasures, bad stuff, the simple yeah. pleasures. It doesn't have much to say, but it is—it's uh, a fun game. All right, that's it. Uh, that's a—that's wrap wrapped up. That's I know, a wrapped up. Long, we know we did a episode. long, long show this week. Uh, instead content, of doing the wrap, um, where we talk about what games we want to play, we have to do homework. <laughs> we have to get our next we assignment too. right um let's go here to our name generator random name
2: picker picker, all right please say sports i just want to play fifa
1: yeah no kidding i'm going to put in first person shooters i'm going to put in sports uh was it was it in there in the first place i at some point i had a list of
5: uh we should do simulators
1: simulators why don't I have yeah. a list of video game genres just at my disposal? I don't know. I used to, and now I don't know. You did. Yeah. Okay. Um, simulators. Or you
5: could just ask Siri.
1: Strategy. We still haven't done strategy. <laughs> uh, okay. Emma, what else? Haven't we done? Oh, platformers. Okay. Let's just start there, because we haven't done any of those. So we'll pick a random name. <laughs> it is sports. It's sports. Yeah, call
4: it.
2: We can call it. You don't get to play FIFA. There's no way no. you get to play FIFA. Uh, play why FIFA. not? He's, I'm not gonna play kidding. FIFA. No, I would like people to play it.
1: Um, man, a sports game. Now, remember, I will. I, I we'll have to let this pass. But for for next week, when you when it's time to choose your game, I think we can also accept crazy sports. Yeah. Mario Tennis. Any sport is sport. Although I will, I will. Though wait a minute. The, the Also, the point of this though is to play a game that we haven't played before.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So no Madden, and, like no so, FIFA. Uh, <sighs> are fighting games are fighting games into it.
1: <laughs> no Madden, no. FIFA. I think if a fighting game is into it, it has to be like a wrestling like UFC. game or yeah, a Ooh, UFC WWE. Game or
4: that would be funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um <laughs> the good news about a sports game is none of us have to spend twenty hours playing it. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Um Okay. Oh my god. Excited. Sports. It's gonna sweat. It's gonna be a sweaty. <laughs> this is rigged sweaty bi-weekly.
2: This is rigged.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to figure out This is rigged against us. I'm gonna try and find out some VR sport. That's what I'll do. Yeah.
2: Danger ball. <laughs> Danger Everybody's th- thinking it, right now. It. I know nobody's in the show anymore. Everybody's thinking. Yeah, everyone's uh, thinking. Okay. okay, okay yeah. Yes,
1: we'll pick our game, our sports games next week. <laughs> next week, and uh, that does it for us this week, guys. As always, the best thing you can do is leave us a review on iTunes, or you know what? Tell a friend. That's even better, the, and have them tell. check out the podcast. Uh, we already gave the website and all the plugs, um, so all that them. does it. And we'll be back next. Monday and until next time Aloha Au revoir See you later and we'll see you next week week